Hi, and welcome to Novelty. And this week, I read The Poet X by Elizabeth Acevedo. Well, I loved this book, and I loved it when I read it, probably at least a year ago, at like 2am, it took like two hours to read, because it's a quick read as well. And yeah, this book is amazing. I don't really know where to start, so I think the best way to start is just reading the synopsis out of Goodreads. Okay, so... A young girl in Harlem discovers slam poetry as a way to understand her mother's religion and her own relationship to the world. Ziomara Batista feels unheard and unable to hide in her Harlem neighbourhood. Ever since her body grew into curse, she has learned to let her fists and her fierceness do the talking. But Ziomara has plenty she wants to say, and she pours all her frustration and passion into the pages of the leather notebook, reciting the words to herself like prayers, especially after she catches feelings for a boy in her bio class named Aman, who her family can never know about. With Mami's determination to force her daughters to obey the laws of the church, Ziomara understands that her thoughts are best kept to herself. So when she is invited to join her school's slam poetry club, she doesn't know how she could ever attend without her mummy finding out, much less speak about her words out loud. But still, she can't stop thinking about performing her poems, because in the face of a world that may not want to hear her, Ziomara refuses to be silent. That in itself really invited me to want to read this book. And to just summarise it in my own words, it's very similar to the synopsis, but the big difference, marked difference, in this book compared to other books that I've read is that the first book that I read that was written in a series of poems. It wasn't pretentious. I didn't feel as if I was forced to read it. I didn't feel like GCSE um, anthology or poems. It felt like something that I read from of my own volition and it felt like... I actually wanted to read it and I did read it and it was actually interesting. It was interesting and it didn't come off as very pretentious as well, which I was really scared about if it was going to be a series of poems. Would it be too complicated to understand? Would it be too simple and just terrible to read? And instead it was a beautiful series of poems that were written very, very well by the author and reading listening to the audio book as well gives you another experience about how it's meant to be performed as well because i think especially if you did like shakespeare for gcse that you don't really notice exactly how things are going to be said unless you hear it performed yourself so for example um iambic pentameter in shakespeare was one thing and in this book you really see how the author wanted her word to be spoken in the audiobook and it was really amazing to hear one also pretty important thing to note about this book is that it's partially written in Spanish. And I am conversational in Spanish. Some say that would be fluent, but I'm not really at the level I'd want to be speed-wise when speaking. And also, my own listening skills aren't very good because they speak really, really fast. But what that added to my reading is that I understood what she was saying, you know, Zero Mara in the book much more of course literally because you know there's a translation in my head but also it felt deeper because she was using her mother tongue to also try and understand exactly her mother's thoughts her own relationship with the world and with religion and help herself grow through that and it also made me think separately about the importance of language but also how that can also be very difficult to understand for some people 
and difficult to handle. So I am Nigerian and of course my mum came here and she gave birth to me here and my mum speaks Yoruba, one of the languages in Nigeria. I don't speak Yoruba that well in fact. I can't really check much of a conversation but if one of the parents, one of the Nigerian aunties was to give me a command I would probably understand and I could probably follow through. And while searching online because there are many people in my position where you know their parents were immigrants they came here and they only know English and it feels like there's some sort of hierarchy especially when you speak to other people in the same position and the same position being that their mothers are in immigrants and you know they are here but they know their mother tongue and other people do not and it feels and it comes across sometimes as if the ones that do know the language from which they came that they feel like they are superior to those who do not know the language it seems as if language is the crux of a lot of issues especially in this sort of um, problem that I'm presenting here and it's quite interesting to think about because it sort of turns into sort of, in sort of a conflict so I don't really speak Yoruba so if I'm in a group with people who are Nigerian and I speak Yoruba I would somehow feel ostracised because I don't have, you know, connection to that language. However, it's sort of weird to think about it in a hierarchy because just because someone knows, you know, their language from the country doesn't necessarily mean that they understand the culture better than you. They understand the food and other sort of, I know, politics or, you know, all the knowledge that is about that country from which they came. And it's something I've been thinking about because seeing as I am conversational Spanish, it's easy to think, you know, why not, you know, put that same effort into Yoruba. And one of the things that I've always thought about in my pursuit to learn languages, because I have this goal where I would learn a language from every single continent from the world. So for Africa it would be Yoruba at some point. For Europe it is probably gonna be Italian and for South America, Spanish and the rest I'm still thinking about but generally I think for me it's always been more about learning more about the culture and for countries where I'm not you know from there the easiest way for me to do that was to learn the language but because I'm from Nigeria I always feel I already feel that I'm authenticated in the culture because you know I have you know the blood you know running through me and that's enough to sustain my claim to the country if that makes any sense so i think that was really interesting to think about when i was reading the book about language and the importance of it and the thing is i understand the importance there's a quote by nelson mandela which goes if you talk to a man in a language he understands that goes to his head if you talk to him in his language that goes to his heart and I truly understood that when reading this book because I felt as if I straight away understood what she was saying, which was surprising because I didn't think that my French was that good. But also it felt um, felt nice. I felt really content. I didn't feel like I had to, you know, reach for her because her words were already, you know, in me, if that makes any sense. <laughs> but language is an interesting thing. 
and I think language and culture are such weird topics to speak about and dialects and stuff like that even in English the way someone speaks in London won't be the same as they speak in Birmingham and that was one thing that really added to my experience of this book continuing on from that and going back to Ziomara the beginning of the book when she was really trying to lay the canvas of her life there was one particular bit that really resonated with me as someone who grew up in an area where you don't necessarily always feel safe and I'm going to read it now I am unhideable taller than even my father with what mommy has always said a little too much body for such a young girl I am the baby fat that settled into d-cups and swinging hips so that the boys who called me a whale in middle school now ask me to send them pictures of myself in a thong the other girls call me conceited ho fast when your body takes up more room than your voice you're always the targets of well-aimed rumors which is why i let my knuckles talk for me which is why i learned to shrug when my name was replaced by insults i force my skin just as thick as i am i really like that because i think I feel like if you really grew up and you developed really quickly, so even in primary school, year five and year six, you really saw the shift in the way that people look at you as you walk like down the street. It gets to the point where I just know that if I'm walking down somewhere I don't really like, I'll have my headphones on. I try to sort of lock myself off so no one feels like they have any sort of invitation to even look at me. Avoid eye contact, avoid any sort of confrontation because if it does happen there's a potential that you are unsafe and I think this is very topical right now if you think about it because there are many many instances where people are assaulted or catcalled you know on the street and it happens almost every day to me and probably to a lot of other people and you just you know have to learn to deal with it as a girl and it was really interesting you know reading Ziomara deal with it she deals with it with physical fights and I think it's obviously illegal but I don't know there's something so it made me feel proud of her and she'll defend herself like that because no one in her family really did they avoided the confrontation she went through it and she truly to their face tried to tell them do not touch me do not do this to me don't judge me because you never really took notice of me before because I looked like this you felt the invitation to come and confront me and touch me any way that you can and it's weird because I feel like a lot of girls sort of push down any sort of reaction in order to prevent further conflict or further harm and I really liked her reaction and I know in reality it's unsafe and unattainable to react like that. To summarise the rest of the book we learn more about Ziomara and her family. She has a twin brother called Xavier who is gay. He is closeted which means that he hasn't told his parents or the world that he is gay. We do see Ziomara really carve out an identity for herself in the world and also in her family. She is silenced very often. When she does speak she's often not listened to which is essentially the same as silence because no one hears her so her words have almost no meaning and so they aren't cancelled out they are almost eliminated in her family 
what we do see is her get even deeper and even more invested in her poetry she writes on her words because she cannot speak them in any way that people would understand or people would actually want to listen to because she writes it down for herself to understand what she wants to produce and it comes out as beautiful use of poems which we then read through the entirety of the book and another subplot is that she gets interested in a boy in her biology class called Aman. Their relationship is very, very sweet. There is not much physical sort of interaction with them. At first they do like joint album listenings to Nicki Minaj, J. Cole, you know, Kendrick Lamar, their rap albums which they really like. And from there on there's a kiss, which is very nice and sweet. And that's essentially where the turning point is, because when she does eventually kiss him and accidentally kisses him publicly and someone finds out and her mother finds out, that's where things started crashing down. She is then shouted at her mother and her mother decides that she's going to burn her book of poetry. And I think that was the point you truly, truly saw the mother as the villain, because at first it felt like she was too religious and just very restrictive of Ziamara because she's a woman and because she's a woman with a certain body type that she might attract attention and because she attracts attention somehow it's her fault and it felt very you know very hypocritical and sort of the things that probably a lot of people think about it felt really disappointing but at that moment she burnt her work what Ziamara you know cares about most the thing that she has created for herself that isn't controlled by other people around her you truly saw her change she was shouting at her mum trying to grab the notebook and then finally she left for a few days and one of the things I wanted to read from it it's in Spanish so if it sounds horrible please don't insult me but I'm also trying to practice my Spanish so hopefully it will also be useful that's essentially the summary of the middle section of the book okay so this poem is called a poem mommy will never read mi boca no puede escribir una bandera blanca nunca será un verso de la biblia mi boca no puede formarse el lamento que tú dices tú y dios merecerán tú dices que todo esto es mi culpa de mi boca porque tenía hambre porque era callada pero y la boca tuya como tus labios con grafos que me perforan rápido y fuerte y las palabras que nunca dije quedan mejor muertas en mi lengua porque solamente hubieran chocado contra la puerta cerrada de, la, de tu espalda tu silencio envuelva una casa oscura porque han a riesgo de quemarse la mariposa nocturna siempre busca la luz and the translation of that is my mouth cannot write you a white flag. It will never be a Bible verse. My mouth cannot be shaped into an apology. You say both you and God deserve. And you want it to make it seem it's my mouth's entire thought because it was hungry and silent. But what about your mouth? How your lips are staples that pierce me quick and hard. And the words I never say are left better on my tongue since they would only have slammed against the closed door of your back. Your silence furnishes a dark house. And even at the risk of burning, the moth always seeks the light. 
I'm sorry if I butchered that because I realise I really do need to practice my Spanish, but that is it. And the fact that whole poem was in Spanish and I was able to understand it really, I know it made me feel proud of myself, but also proud of Zero Mara that she was able to both in English and Spanish, essentially demolish her mum, but also explain in every single possible way she could that she feels trapped, that she feels that she has to clamp her voice and shut it because her mum and her almost sacrilegious nature sort of eclipse any sort of identity she wants to bring for herself. And I think it was very inspirational to sort of see her grow, grow her voice. Even the poem that she wrote afterwards became longer and more complex as she tried to portray exactly what she thinks about herself and what she thinks of the world around her. So she becomes the poet X, the, the identity that she really wants for herself. One other thing when reading this book that really made me think about my own life is the fact that there's something that I find so interesting and so fascinating about people who don't really go into the sort of linearity of certain jobs. So for example, I'm a med student and so with that comes a very, very easy and well thought out line of events from where I am now to when I eventually, if I choose to, become a consultant in the field that I choose. And with that, it becomes a very big sense of security. And because I have these line of events right out of sight, but very there as like my safety net, it's very easy to just lie back, you know, study, and from there, you'll essentially sort it out. But with other people who decide to not go into jobs like that, for people like Ziomara, who chooses to use her voice and her words to create change, to influence people to perform, to be an entertainer, I think it's just really amazing. Try and oppose your mother's thoughts that are, you know, too harsh in her opinion. She also has to fight for the job or career that she wants because, you know, being a poet, I, I assume, doesn't pay a lot, but I am ignorant in that. And I think it's really amazing to watch her fight for her thoughts, for her voice, for her career, and essentially fighting for her life without being necessarily in risk of dying. But maybe she's at risk of losing her voice and she's really trying to scream out to the world and to her mother and to everyone around her that she has a voice that is worthy of being heard and worthy of being respected and loved. Just to summarise my thoughts, I thought that the lines were so fascinating to read. I thought that Ziamara as a character was amazing to learn about and to identify with. But also, I think it really solidified that I really want to make this podcast as a way to express my thoughts and also sort of carve a way for myself that isn't necessarily orientated to med school. As I've said again in the trailer, I really want to be proud of something that isn't necessarily school orientated. Because if one day... I get eliminated from med school or that sort of vocation isn't in you know my line of life events I really want to make sure that I can lie back and still say I I still have this and I still have this that I created for myself that isn't necessarily a, a product of me studying it's a product of my own thoughts and other skills besides what I have to write down on a piece of paper and to end all of that I would like to read the last poem in the book 
this poem i guess well it's not really a poem it's more of a passage this is one of the few bits in the book that are actually written in prose rather than poem and this is a task that was given by her teacher who referred her to slam poetry and the task was to explain your favorite quote this is the quote the unfolding of your words gives light it gives understanding to the simple psalm i was raised in a home of prayers and silence and although jesus preaches love i didn't always feel love the weird thing about the bible is that almost everything in it is in metaphor so it seems to me that when the bible describes church as a place where two or more people discuss god doesn't mean that this cathedral like churches i don't know what who or where god is if everything is a metaphor i think he or she is a comparison to us i think we are all like or as god i think when we get together and talk about ourselves about being human about what hurts us we're also talking about god so that's also church right i know this seems quite blasphemous but my priest tells me it's okay to ask questions even if they seem bizarre and so i love this quote because even though it's not about poetry it is about poetry it's about any of the words that bring us together and how we can form a home in them i don't know if i'll ever be as religious as my father as devout as my brother and best friend i only know that learning to believe in the power of my own word have been the most freeing experience of my life it has brought me the most light and isn't that what a poem is a lantern glowing in the dark thank you